assistant teenage dirtbag baby. Hey, I would say the acoustics in this room are terribly loud and hilarious. Oh, should we change no. our setting? No, I feel like we're in a cathedral of sorts. Can you hear that? It feels angelic. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It- High ceilings. Hmm. At my house, the ceilings are like 12 feet, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I do. The reverb is, I was like, did you put reverb on this thing? You wish. Yeah, it's just the room. Let me get my pedals out, you know? The original reverb. A big room. A big room. <laughs> <laughs> no eggshell cartons. <laughs> uh, so we got Sam back. That's clear. Hey. Hey, did hmm. you get feedback that we have similar voices? No, no one's mentioned that. Okay, good. Someone said that and I, hmm. I thought, I, you're just wrong. But Yeah, someone's listening with their eyes closed. Hey guys, whoever said that. I appreciate the feedback, but you're wrong. Mm. So get your ears checked. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Should we be mean to listeners? Probably not. No, playful, playful. So we have Sam back today and I realized the coolest thing about doing a podcast with your friend is you get to know your friend mm. throughout it, right? We're going to talk about a bunch of stuff that we may not talk about because we usually hang out in groups. We do. And this is what happened with Cody and I too. We became really good friends over the podcast. And so there's so much we don't know about her. There's so much we don't know about her preferences. And so Cody helped me create a rapid fire interview questionnaire mm. for Sam. Oh my God. Really? The one and only Cody assisted you on this adventure? yes i texted him about 20 minutes ago and said hey i forgot to tell you i was doing this do you want to throw in some questions <laughs> <laughs> um can you just be sure you're speaking into the logo on the microphone it's oh, turned completely so around. right completely well, sam go or the logo yeah there it is you know there that, she is now that sounds nice that sounds a lot better now that um, sounds nice i'll learn okay do we want to start right off with the interview there's sections we could start with a section we could just go into our notes we have uh, some unresolved notes. Okay. Uh, part of me feels the interview because I might have the most nerves around the interview. It's giving you anxiety, yeah, which I like. Just slightly. And I'm breathing through it. Okay. So we're going to start. And now, do you understand what word association means? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to say a word and then you're going to tell me something you think just about Just another it. word. Oh, perfect. Okay. Word association, one word only. That's Cody's rule. Oh, okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Oh, Hi. <laughs> honestly the first word that came to mind was shirt which is not how this game is played okay that's fine <laughs> oh hi uh bart's books oh one word that's bart's. fine bart's um jordan as in jordan santa maria i was gonna say santa maria <laughs> you can't uh mullet oh genius fig cat okay see he, he said your cat and i wanted to just say the name mm. so if i said your cat would you have said fig, fig. <laughs> <laughs> that's the same thing though <laughs> prince okay there we go uh florida long <laughs> dessert ice cream sex toy oh my god <laughs> that does that not qualify okay, that's that's a reaction oh, i wouldn't say that's an that's association a, yeah a vibrator okay. great pity um that's not a pity okay well that's a girl's best friend you know how they say yeah. diamonds are a girl's best well, friend you guys don't have a vibrator if you think a diamond is your best friend. I'm thinking if I can tell the story, I can. Great. I have a friend who I've been advocating who is n- does not have a vibrator. We'll get her one. And she shares her Amazon account with her mom. Well, we won't so get it on Amazon. No, I know. That's what I've been telling her. I was like, look, I got you. I just tell me, find something and send it to me and I will arrange this for you yeah so we're rooting for her and uh, friend who may or may not be listening to this episode who wants to get a vibrator uh-huh. i will i'm gonna come out as somebody who didn't have one until i was 29 years old 
Um, that's old. Wow. Okay. Thank you for being so vulnerable and honest. It's embarrassing. Uh, and you know what happened? Cody mm-hmm. and I talked about vibrators on the podcast and mm-hmm. I said that I really wanted to get one and I never, yeah. never had one. I tried one. Bridget. Yeah. Turned around a quick turnaround time. Got me a vibrator ASAP. <laughs> ASAP. Uh, got, she said, I yeah. got you a gift. And I said, what? It's coming in the mail. I opened the mail and it's a vibrator. Asa was like, should I be concerned about this relationship between you and Bridget? And I was like, well, yes, but well, not for this, not for that reason, not for this particular not in this moment yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense um and i gotta say guys mm-hmm. yeah wow um so <laughs> cool. highly suggest it mm-hmm. and i think you should do it yeah rooting for that friend so now on to the next word mm-hmm. try to clear your brain from all oh that my God. smush okay um stephanie <laughs> vibrator i don't i'm so sorry I, I, I didn't clear my brain fast enough <laughs> okay uh netflix um popcorn right left no i was saying right like because you watch popcorn oh. that felt lazy did you do netflix before it was an online thing did you get the dvds oh my god in the mail? Well, I, yeah my parents were signed up for that and i was like what i don't know i've never been a big movie person so i was just like cool me either but i did feel like childhood was movies yeah movies was childhood childhood was movies yeah a lot of um homeward bound and uh pocahontas and aladdin okay. over and over and over uh, on repeat so you didn't need netflix you had mm-hmm. your you had your shit had figured out three. yeah <laughs> um biden joe <laughs> which one <laughs> sorry i said joe oh okay i know that's fine i don't have the hots for jill unlike another <laughs> mm. uh, uh, it's not necessarily that you would have the hots it's would you do uh you know i haven't looked i haven't really thought that <laughs> you haven't hard. seen the power the blue power suit. no okay. i don't know yeah um state street uh lights that's nice now you're kind of bad at this game i'm sorry i is you this, know i'm bad at games like this too i'm talking shit but cody loves to just like put me on the spot <laughs> yeah. and ask me really bizarre questions yeah. and and think that i'm going to come up with great interesting content from no. that psych yeah oh do you want to play a little smash or pass sure do I hope you I, I hope i know who these people are if you don't you can no, admit I can do, that i can do it i i yeah i can do this these are easy okay Elon glazer Oh, Smash. She's kind of your doppelganger, though. I know. It's, well, it's that episode where she's like fucking herself, and it's like a little bit like mm-hmm. she's not into it. So I know we would be into it and be like, you know what? Never mind, actually. Okay. It's the curly hair. I've people at Topa when I've been at, serving at the bar. People you know are like, who you look like? Yeah. Okay. Who's my doppelganger? Mm, I'm trying to think of another tall woman. Oh, I, is that the. Oh, uh, that's it? She just has to be tall? Well, I my because there's someone could I be short that looks like me. I I'm so bad at celebrities. I was gonna be like, you look like my friend Liv because she's beautiful and tall. Oh, so I'll there you go. It. Thank yeah. you, Liv. Yeah. Okay. Ready for another? Mm-hmm. Kamala Harris. Ah, uh, pass. It's a pass. It's a pass. It's a pass presidentially, and it's mm-hmm. a pass smashily. Yeah. yeah. I'm not, no. We're not into it. We're anymore. not. We're, we're not, not into it. We're not super into it. Uh, Madonna. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could pick an era. Oh yeah, that's smash. <laughs> <laughs> These are random. Paul Rudd, smash. A, He's a few of the few men. I'm like ninety percent gay. The ten percent of men he fits in the ten percent. Well, yeah. I mean, he definitely likes beer. He's got a beard, and he seems casual. Yeah, he's just he's just a little cutie pie. I'll take that. I'll he, smash. He would. He is, in my opinion, a short king. Well, I'm also five. He's probably two, like five ten, so. and I'm like next. Well, that, yeah, <laughs> that's fine though. Um, adult Hermione Granger smash, character. Smash, not, okay. smash. Yeah, no, no, nothing <laughs> no, we're else. not, no hesitation. I don't know who this person is. Oh, Angela Bassett. 
I don't know. I don't know who that is. So either. we'll pass. Okay. Or up for an interesting <laughs> you know, time. You know who's out of pocket for this one? Hmm. Cody, because he wrote his own name. <laughs> I, we couldn't. I, we, would be. We'd be like, I don't know about this. Unless we could. I don't know. <laughs> sure. Maybe. I mean, how would it work? I, again, I'm ten percent, ten percent open. <laughs> so there we go. But the thing about Cody is he's zero percent open. Well, he's then that's really confusing. Gay. Well, then why did he do that to me? I'm. I now have my heart open. And he's just leaving me He's hanging. like the rest of us. He wants to be wanted, but he's unavailable. Hmm. Is well, that not a great place to be? You know what's funny? Uh, one of the notes I put a long time ago is, I was listening to the song Scrubs by TLC. Dude. Dude. We can pause. Let's get into that. Let's get into Scrubs for a second. Yes. Okay. Because it's one of my favorite. I, I love it. like, I don't want no Scrub. Scrub is a guy who can't get no love from me. Hang out at the passenger side is best, best to ride. ride. Trying try to, to holler, holler at, at me? me? Hell no. I love telling men no. So like, this is so fun. But I was like, who's the scrub? Who's my scrub? And I've decided I'm emotionally unavailable women, new scrub. That's it. That's the scrub. So if I'm going to make a new song. So, and that is kind of a scrub though. Yeah. Well, it's a different version than what Destiny Child is singing about. But how many like shows, TV books are surrounded by an emotionally unavailable person? It's like one of the least, one of my least favorite tropes. Oh, really? Yes. I'm I mean, like, yeah, it's really, I mean, it's really popular uh for good re- i mean a lot of people are emotionally unavailable but i'm i'm like i'm done yeah i'm done with that i think we talked about this before i don't know if it was on the podcast or just as friends but it's just like it's really a waste of time truly and like emotionally degrading to yourself yeah are you a people pleaser no okay well then why would then what is the interest the chase i'm like i'm gonna change you it's the therapist it's like the uh and that's why i have to channel into a profession because i'm so obsessed with saving and channeling like and like okay channel that part of myself being like you know what i'm gonna make you you're you're emotionally unavailable you're gonna open up to me guess who guess who it's me it's me it's me bitches that's one of the things that i'm very into but i looked at it from a point of like people pleasing for me okay. personally i'm yeah. like i can't really live with the fact without knowing on facts facts yeah by you saying it or writing it or typing it that you approve of me and like me you know what i mean so well, i'm like i'm going yeah. to make you happy mm-hmm. i'm going to win you over mm-hmm. oh you think you're going to be shy and closed off with me huh yeah no. okay no not me because you like me because i need you to like me right it's michael scott do i need to be loved it's not as much as my need to be liked mm-hmm. <laughs> or whatever he says. So I'd rather be people to be afraid of how much they love me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. I get that. It's an issue. So the new scrubs are also fuck boys. That's always been a scrub though. That is definitely a scrub, uh, is a fuck boy. And I was briefly, I can, I'm sharing this with you uh, on the air. I was briefly at a time in my life called a fuck boy, mm. but I said to this person, does a fuck boy want to be in a relationship? No. No, then I'm disqualified from fuckboy. I think the fuckboy's, well, therapist, the fuckboy wants everything, okay? Oh my God. So am I? (laughs) Now I'm having an existential crisis. The fuckboy does want a relationship, but then can't help but to also see someone else walk by and be like, well, yeah, I could be with them too. And, you know? I know, I'm disqualified. I'm I'm pretty loyal, faithful, and true. Yeah. Yeah. I think a fuckboy's just like, the world is my oyster. Whoa. And I'm going to the buffet. Oh yeah. I'm the, okay. I'm a world, the world is my oyster as far as like, I'm stupidly hopeful about things, but I don't think I'm like, I, I'm owed. I was going to say, the there's world. an entitlement that yeah. comes with the fuck boy, no? 
Yeah, so I think there's a difference between being expectant and entitled, being like expectant and hopeful and being like, I think this could happen for me rather than being like, it's owed me because I'm hot shit. Yes. Yeah. I like that. I too like to be expectant. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I think it's a good distinction. Is that also just like manifestation though? Is that not the same turnkey moment of like manifesting is like, yeah. is manifesting slightly entitlement as well? Because it's like, I'm worthy of good things. So good things will happen to me. What would you categorize that as? I don't know. I mean, I've been saying for a long time that manifesting and prayer and hopefulness can all be different words for the same thing, but it does, you know, I'd like to like, it'd be my dream world if we'd have like a dry erase board and we start like charting these things out. You know, the meme with Charlie Day yes. from It's Always Sunny, that's going to be me and you, but like yep. emotional things 100%. on this podcast. <laughs> yes, that is exactly correct. <laughs> and I'll get really into the it. The fuckboy diagram is coming. <laughs> It's on its way to you all. We need to buy red yarn. Yeah. Check your check. Do you watch cop shows? No. Okay. So fuck the police. Yeah. Okay. Obviously. But. But (laughs) I am obsessed with cop dramas. Okay. I always have been. Mm -hmm. It's one of my favorite things. Um, Now I grew up watching Law and Order SVU. Mm -hmm. But I'll do any cop drama. Right now Ace and I are watching Chicago PD. One mm. of the worst TV shows out there. Mm. It's incredible. I love it so much. My favorite thing is when they go, they bust into someone's house and they have one of those boards and there's photos everywhere and there's yarn and shit. And there's like stalker photos everywhere, yeah. you know? And they're yeah. like, Oh no, he's a monster. It's always a man. Sorry. Don't know what else to tell you guys. Yeah. Uh, cause only men do this shit. No, it's well, what are they statistically up to? it is actually, you're accurate. No, so, I know. There we go. White too. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> uh, weird. <laughs> weird. Uh, so the first thing that goes through my mind is, yeah. wow, the interns that work on that show mm-hmm. had to put in so much work <laughs> to make that. And the yeah. other thing is, is like, it's so unrealistic. Or they hired a cat to just play with some yarn and just see where it went. Yeah. But you know, I like to think about those things like, did this guy re- like I do believe that they'll take photos and just like put the creepy photos up yeah. in their house of someone mm-hmm. but I'm like they he's that well organized <laughs> he's that good at arts and crafts it's hard to believe is he single no mm. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> ladies uh, ooh. Ooh, he knows how to use his hands I was sorry so- <laughs> <laughs> nimble uh I was so excited I found this book because I'm also sick in the head obviously cop dramas SVU I'm obsessed with like true crime Mm-hmm. I've, I've, that was like all I read before I started like reading, uh, nonfiction, fiction. fiction Guys, I always false. get confused. Fiction is false. Fiction. So before I started reading fiction just for fun, I only read true crime. And where was I going with this? Oh, I got a book to listen to on a long drive, and I was really excited because it was like the twelve most infamous like female serial killers. Mm. And I was like, give it to me. I mm-hmm. need this. I need this. Yeah. And they said sorry after every murder. no but 10 out of the 12 murderers murderers women yeah they were just like poisoning people over and over and over and over and over again and then someone was kind of like oh like 12 of her husbands have died she's (laughs) probably killing them i was like they're not putting in the work that these men are Mm. we're not chop they're not chopping up bodies and putting them other places in the city and leading these cops on a wild goose hunt Mm mm-hmm they're just like, I'm going to put a little poison in your dinner at night because I'm fucking sick of you, Over bro. You. Dude, yeah. you're you're a pain in my ass. And I'm on to the next one. That's, I mean, it's kind of sexy. I mean, I don't want to get murdered, but cool. I mean, also, poison is the women's number one choice in how to murder. That 
Adds up Could to you me. imagine serving dinner to a piece of shit for 30 mm. years? I might put a little arson in there. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) A decline in health might be nice. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, totally. Um, Did you watch Killing Eve? No. Speaking of women murders. Okay. Okay. Hot assassin and a hot (laughs) M15? M5? What's the um, British FBI called? Um, I don't know. Okay, well, that one. I think you're there. You get it. M5, M15. Sandra Oh and Jodie Comer play what what people were calling a cat and mouse chase, but really it's a cat and cat. They're both hot and smart and after each other, and it is so sexy. I'm all in. Yeah. Not sexy, but a book I've talked about on the podcast before is Killers of a Certain Age, Mm -hmm. which Kelly whose house we're in yes we're in her home we her are in kelly's home is on my lap charlie i'm really jealous is on sam's lap not mine but i get it they've known each other longer we've yeah we've had we've had some time i have only met charlie a few times so what are you gonna do but uh she just read it too and loved it lauren sexton also read it incredible it's incredible i it's love all these names four older women who are all spies it's they get into and silly goose situations four older women who are all spies sign me up i know they're all like 60 smash 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 every one of those every single one um okay so we got through the scrubs note i don't oh yeah yeah yeah. i might have deleted it um i had some new new content yeah you did now are you cleaning out your closet as in the eminem song or are you cleaning out your closet like spring cleaning spring well spring cleaning yeah 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 i wanted to uh, well i'm wanting to buy new clothes which is an obvious reason to be like you know what i can't buy new clothes i have no room to put new clothes so i have to clean out my closet which has i actually talked about this significantly in my personal therapy today being like this process of cleaning out my closet was actually really meaningful for me because i'm actually going through each piece and i'm putting it on and being like oh does this feel right or not or not me or whatever and i'm putting on pieces that i loved like maybe four years ago and that at four years ago god yeah four years ago i was closeted but finally accepting like a queer identity and being like okay and it's so funny to kind of go back into that headspace and and again like okay it's funny to go back into that headspace and be like well this felt really right at the time i only knew so much about myself and then you fast forward to now and i'm like wow this is just like genuinely not me anymore and this is like really cute really high quality like i still really like it want to give it away to friends be like enjoy this amazing you know piece or whatever Uh, but I'm like yeah this is just like not right for me anymore and so yeah going through each piece and just kind of having these like little it's like a time capsule and and entering into this headspace that I was in four years ago five years ago three years ago and just being like wow I've like really a lot has changed since then and a lot of how I feel about who I am on the inside and therefore want to represent on the outside has changed so um i also have a ton of weddings coming up this year which is kind of same been like a part of it too being like wow what i haven't been to a wedding since i was since 2019 yeah what are you gonna wear you know yeah since 2019 being closeted and being like okay i'm like cosplaying a straight girl um and yeah, you get to go now as yourself yeah i gotta go as myself so that feels important and cool yeah that is really cool yeah i am kind of crazy about my closet Mm. i have a very small closet not be not like well we don't have a ton of space but i personally don't like owning a lot of clothes Mm -hmm. like it drives me nuts 
And so I clean out my closet like every three months. Oh, nice. That's a good rhythm. And Virgo, right? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. There's only been, and hear me out. Like a lot of people are afraid to get rid of something because they're like going to miss it. I only clean out seasons that have passed. And I'm like, if I didn't wear it in this season, Uh, like when winter's done, I have to look at my jackets again and say, okay, so I haven't worn this jacket since 2021 winter. mm. I didn't wear it this winter. Mm -hmm. Am I... Like, why am I holding on to it? I don't like holding on to things that I don't need. That's really cool. Now, there are pieces that Ace and I have decided, like, are heirloom items that Mm. if we have children, they're high quality and or, like, band tees or a part of our life that we think they'd really enjoy. Mm. Um, Because I didn't experience that. My mom is the same way as I am, where Mm. we just, like, get rid of shit. Why? That's where I learned it from. Like, I just love getting rid of shit. And so now we're trying to, like, slow down and be like, okay... I would love to have some of my like parents band tees from like, yeah. you know, or yeah, like one totally. of their cool jackets. Like yeah. fashion is so funny. Like the fashion era of our parents is like what we all were obsessed with for sure when we were younger and even now and is like has such a big impact on us. So we do have like a little pile inside a cabinet where we're like, okay, this is a piece we would want to pass on to mm-hmm. our kid. And I like it too, because it's very like gender neutral. Like it doesn't matter, you yeah. know, like in my opinion, Ace's t-shirts, my t-shirts, like, yeah, the, you know, totally. it's like one of those things. And then also like Asa buys women's jackets all the time. If they fit hmm. him and they look good, sure. we'll laugh. Cause I'll put point something out to him. And he's like, well, it's technically a women's jacket. So the buttons are on the different side. Mm. And I'm like, I don't even know. And he's like, but it fits me. It looks good. So I'm going to buy it. You yeah, know, so nice. it's like, I don't know. I just think it'll be fun. Like regardless of who our kid ends up being, if they wanted some things. Yeah. And, uh, then he has like hand-me-downs and like heirloom items from like grandparents and stuff that we have to like hide and put away. Mm. Like we don't have a garage or any storage. Mm hmm. So yeah, I'm really like particular about how we like store things and what we keep, but I have once given away when I left my professional job mm-hmm. in the beginning of 2020, I got rid of like all my power suits because mm. I used to wear power suits. Like cool. it was nothing. Yeah. But then a women's day March came up and I didn't have my pink blazer anymore. And I thought, why would I ever think that getting rid of a pink blazer mm. was acceptable? Yeah. I, I mean, kept a blue, a navy blue one because it was practical. Ugh. Like the Virgo took over my body wow. and I just made really poor decisions. You know, I do want to go back to your 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 part and piece about um, heirloom items. I think that is, I've never heard that phrase before, but I think that is like so wise and cool and something I, I'm like, oh yeah, that's a really great point of just being like, oh, this is a, this is a piece and an item that I think will last through the ages and it's yeah. something worth keeping clothes yeah and it's it's taken asa really putting his foot down about certain clean out projects and certain things that he really wants to hold on to even if like you can't have kids or you don't want to have kids like nieces nephews totally i don't know next generation i'm yeah. just like whatever you, you're gonna always have a next generation's worth of people in your life that it would be cool to be able to like you know I, like you said that our parents clothing when they were our age, is so fun to be able to bring back. Well, we're all buying it at vintage stores at yeah. high prices. No, exactly. Yeah. I also think there's something about, like, so much happens in our day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. All the little moments kind of disappear. And your memories are really, like, these big moments. Hmm. Some nostalgic moments, of course, where you're like, I don't know why, but I can just remember sitting on a beach and it was so simple with my best friend. But it was so mm-hmm. simple and I don't know why I remember it. But, like, 
sometimes when we go through those, I pick up a shirt and I'm like, oh my God, when we first started dating, mm-hmm. you wore this shirt all the time and I teased you for it and I loved it. But yeah. like, you know, it's like totally. when, we're, when we're 80, we're going to pick out that shirt and be like, I have these memories Aww. that are tied to something rather than like relying on our own. It's like photos too. It's like, oh my God. Yes. Yeah. To put you in a time and place. Yeah, totally. Oh my God. I love that. I think that is really sweet. Especially, I mean, you and Ace have been together for so long. It's fun that you guys are not able to have those conversations through the years of like, oh my God, when you wore this and how silly and or how cool or Well, whatever. he's not willing to give up. He was president of the pie club in high school mm. and he has a pie club shirt. <laughs> and I met him when he was in his second semester of college. I was in my first and we would like go hang out and he would wear that pie club t-shirt oh, you know so cute so dorky mm-hmm. it's like a it's a teal but not like a cute teal it's like too bright oh i love that oh but in God. a fun way that is so sweet so anywho cleaning out your closet i was hoping you were gonna just get down on that album by eminem but oh well either way either way um i have so many notes on here that are random okay let's talk about last night um i have a note in here called teenage dirtbag baby because last night I felt like a, I'm just a teenage dirtbag baby. Oh, Asa had a show. Mm-hmm. And I just recently got a new pair of high top Converse. Hell yeah. What color? They're like mustard, but like the best mustard, you know? Nice. Like a dark, a little darker. Dijon. I, I knew <laughs> the joke was coming. I knew it was coming. And I just, I, I was, my arms were open to it. Okay. <laughs> uh, and... So I'm like, we're sitting on the floor watching the opening band come Mm -hmm. and I'm just, my little like converse are clicking together and I'm wearing bell bottoms and I'm sitting on a hardwood floor and it's a dank room. Yeah. And I was just like, am I 19 again? I'm listening to really loud music. I'm rocking out. Mm. And then Ace's band went on. And so for eight of like, for like eight of the 12 years, I was like a groupie. Aces mm-hmm. band they wrote three original albums they played a lot of shows and festivals and stuff and i would like load in gear i'm way beyond that now okay <laughs> when they first yeah. started i was like i can carry an amp in yeah yeah, yeah. i thought i was so Watch cool me. i wanted to be so cool now i'm like i'm gonna show up late and yeah. leave early <laughs> well that is but it was so much fun and there was like a little mosh pit and i was just like this Ugh. is a lot for my heart in the best way that's really sweet i kept i was a little buzzed slash stoned okay. i had a couple beers and then i was like i'm just gonna switch and get stoned because that's gonna be better yeah. for me yeah, yeah yeah and i just kept yelling over the sound i'm 30 <laughs> my friend yeah, today yeah, yeah. texted me and said you're 30 i said i know <laughs> you're right <laughs> me and alex were like we're old for this but it was the most fun and his band is really fun they're called the shy fades oh, they're yeah. playing like mostly original music they ended the set with an encore of the Doobie Brothers, oh, and correct. it was fantastic. Um, really which, fun. Which song? Now that you asked me that, of course my brain, my brain's gonna blink. But if I can pause it and like explain it to you, okay. I'm sorry. We, so tell me the the song it's, was without love. Where Lovely. would you be now? Now now now. But it's like that little opening riff yeah, is yeah. everything. And yeah, Asa, yeah. so they were done. They did an encore song. Okay. And they were done. And then Asa, ever since he's learned that riff, will just like play it all the time around the house. And so he just like starts playing that little riff. And I start laughing my ass off because I was like, he's really trying to get them going again. And then Frankie, the drummer's wife, was like, they're never going to stop playing. They're mm. never going to stop playing. Yeah. And then so Asa just brought the whole band into that. And it's fun to watch people who are talented. They've been playing forever. 
a couple of the bandmates have been on like international tours and like oh been paid to travel with other bands and play music. And so to watch them pull a song out of their ass from like one riff and be able to do that is so most cool. of the song. It's so fun. It's so fun to watch people yeah. just like do what they do well, you know? Yeah, no, totally. I mean, that kind of talent is just, it is so special to be able to be a, like witness. Oh, I know. It was so cute. And it was fun for Ace and I, like he came home and he was like, you are so cute in the crowd dancing Aww, and having uh, fun. And I'm like, well, yeah. you're so hot. Like, it's just very much a part of our relationship. Yeah. And he hasn't done it in years, three or four, three years, probably. Oh, damn. Okay. He hasn't played live in like three years. And so I've been missing it so much. Oh, that's so sweet for the two of you. I mean, like, you're my number one fan. You're my, you're my freaking rock star, dude. <sighs> yeah. Hmm. It's so fun. It's so fun. What to wear for wedding season? So we did talk a little we bit about, about that, that a little bit. Did you bit, decide, yeah. are you going to go, are you going butch with it or are you going girly with it? Or okay. are you go, doing a hybrid? Hi- hybrid. I think most of my style is either like gender neutral or if it's feminine, it's going to have a little touch of masculinity. And if it's masculine, it has to, ha- okay, has so to have a touch I, of femininity. I do recognize that butch is not the right term. Oh, that's, I mean, no, that totally butch or femme. Yeah, that's for okay. sure. That's not, okay. I, I think people masculine. are, I think people are uh, worried that, well, Okay, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I've been noticing that when people talk about, when straight people talk about gay things, they're like, oh my God, is that, is that right? Is that wrong? Because they're afraid of, you know, saying the wrong thing, offending someone. But because it's kind of funny to me because it's almost like by being more afraid, it ends up kind of being more homophobic, yes. right? It yes. ends up being like, you know, you see two guys really getting along. If you're like, oh my God, are you dating? You're like, oh, I don't want them to think that, oh my God, I don't want them to be offended that I think they're gay. It's like, well, why would they be offended? Being gay is fine. Yes. <laughs> I would say more that I used to be like teased for being, like people used to use butch as a mean term in high mm-hmm. school. So that's the only reason why I was like, I, Kelsey and my best friend and I always used it as like, a, like a fun term and like, yeah. a, like a term of endearment and like nothing wrong with it. But I'm like, when I actually say it to a gay woman and uh-huh. it's been as a term to like put people down, I'm like, sure. well, maybe that's not my word to use because. Oh, so interesting. Well, it's so, so, I mean the word queer, like that's been totally reclaimed by our generation by, by yeah, millennials, that's right? True. Like queer was a really offensive word. And honestly, I, you know, in conversations with my mom, my mom's a huge ally, whatever, which is very sweet. But, um, I grew up, all of her best friends are gay men. I grew up with them. I'm like, my mom actually sent me a picture from 2000 of me celebrating the turn of the century with literally her gaggle of gay men. It's just like me as an eight-year-old. It's very sweet. Anyways, um, she's very, she's very sweet ally, but I say queer and she cringes and it's been years of practicing being like, Hey, like, no, this is actually. She was alive when that was. Yeah. When it was super offensive. I mean, it's, yeah, it's so, I mean. I mean, queer, theo- like not, not queer theology. Wow. That's my Christian minister self coming out. There is queer theology, but like queer, um, ethics and like queer, queering, um, like a queer philosophy is like a, is like a genuine study now. Yeah. Yeah. I would also say that I'm going to make fun of everyone. I'm an equal opportunity hater. Yeah. So if I chose yeah, totally. not to make fun of you, because of whatever that no. would be homophobic that is hom- you, know, you know what i, I mean could like, not agree more <laughs> does that make sense no it totally makes sense okay actually i'm gonna tell us a little story i was i went to a show at soho in santa barbara with three other women all queer i'm probably the most like passing out of the four out of the four of us you know everyone's got like buzzed heads and okay um one my my friend kinsey was wearing like cargo shorts and a bright bright 
red puffer and like blue buzzed hair like just like kind of wild and um another one of our friends is walking on the street kind of in front of us and was wearing sweatpants with like three three stripes along the along the legs it was like a red orange and yellow at the stripes very cool very retro very hip and we're walking down the street and kinsey again puffer and cargo shorts and buzzed head points <laughs> at the stripes and goes gay <laughs> I'm like yeah we're just four gay Absolutely. women walking down the street but yeah that's super gay <laughs> amazing well also on a more serious note too cody and i sometimes i get i get really frustrated um i think i see it more with gay men mm-hmm. than i do with like because and uh, it's it's a tough thing to like women like obviously lesbians are like highly accepted like more in my opinion it, in mainstream oh, then then gay men yes i would i mean you disagree i am not I'm offended curious. but i totally disagree okay that's fair i would say in mainstream culture like two women kissing on tv is like hot because it's sexualized that's like okay fair. super gross but i hear <laughs> you i totally hear you <laughs> um but where was i going with that nowhere i was just going to say i don't know i got myself into that somehow and i don't know why but i was gonna say cody and i talk a lot about okay what i was gonna say is like yeah, yeah. i see gay men becoming a novelty a lot of times huh. for like white women oh that's cool yes that's where i was trying to go and i don't know why i took a weird road but that's where we're going and so i get really frustrated with that yeah and cody had recently like a couple months ago even maybe went on a rant on social media because some idiot posted something and was like this gay couple told us this. It's like, well, why do you need to put the fucking like <laughs> adjective? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> like, isn't yeah. it crazy? Like they just gave us the best advice. It's like, why are you surprised or something? You know, like uh, uh-huh. it's like poised in such a way that it's like, sure. not only do you want to brag that, you know, a gay couple, right. you want to use this as a way in with the community or something. Yeah. It's like, it's like tokens, you know, no, totally. Well, it's funny. I think, Again, I'm not gonna. I'm never gonna fight with a uh, gay dude about like who has it worse because it's like no. I, I mean, as far as being gay, it's obviously not very. It's still plenty of homophobic people, but being a man in this world is definitely easier than being a woman well, yes, in this world. I do tell Cody all the time, like, well, you're still a white man. Yeah, there is that. <laughs> Good for you. Um. So, but I do think this like tokenizing gay men by like straight women who will want them as their best friend, but gay women get tokenized as like sexual objects which i do yes. would argue is always worse and than dangerous being, yeah and more dangerous so Mate, it's like more. there is that and yes um i think there's a lot of fear like i know i've experienced it just being like oh, so gross like if i'm with someone and we're really sweet with each other it's gonna get sexualized by some motherfucker you know and it's like well that's the world i live in and fuck them and yeah you know, I'll, I'll beat them up at my five two and you know my 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 fighter stance whatever yeah. but um yeah it's just funny and i and again like i'm not gonna get in a fight with other gay men with gay men about this subject so just being like yeah yeah people are homophobic and they're gonna be weird yeah so that's a good pr- perspective though is that like it is just dangerous being a woman in general yeah more just more just more because you're gonna feel less safe more often and there's just also the the trope that men are like oh i want to turn you like i've there's so much of that of being like i would say it's probably more heavily on the lesbian side than the gay side yeah exactly i don't think straight women are going to game i mean like "Mm, you want to fuck me you know well there are there are those like funny circumstances it's more rare though and or just on tv yeah, where maybe. it's like that girlfriend where the where they're like, "Are you trying to turn him?" 
Like uh-huh. you've done this. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like yeah. that little like joke or whatever. Oh, but I could. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's just a silly joke. Well, we're going Doesn't back that to circle me, and, back? me and Cody. <laughs> me and Cody smash. Cody, you're turning smash. back to you, smash. I also feel terrible for Cody because he could just be in the room, but you know, when you when you're a quitter, <laughs> I feel like he probably is dying to weigh in right now while oh, he's listening. Um, Cody. You being gay is the least thing I like about you. I'm just kidding. (laughs) That was bad. No, but like you said, if I'm not making fun of you, do I love you? No. No. Wrong. Wrong. But. (laughs) Gay. (laughs) So gay. It is something that I will do regardless of if I like you or not. I will make fun of you. Yeah. I will put less effort. It will be less funny. (laughs) It'll just probably be mean if I don't like you. (laughs) I have been told by multiple people. That their first impression of me was that they were scared of me. Oh, how interesting. Isn't okay. that rude of them to yeah. misunderstand who I, I, I'm a silly goose and they don't know that? No, you are a silly goose. Maybe I'm such a good actress. Yeah. Or, yeah, I don't know. People are people people are often scared and nervous and shy and I, I just really want people to like them. So the... I don't That's know. That's true. I don't know. I, I felt really good about you, but I'm also not typically somebody who's like, oh no, what if they don't like me? Not that's just see i'm like they don't like me it will be my life's mission and they will like me actually Mm. jokes on them they love me (laughs) (laughs) they just don't know it yet (laughs) uh let's go back to smash or pass oh god okay pedro pascal Mm. Mm. smash i was gonna say i I know it's correct for you i know it's correct for me to say smash there's a right and wrong answer and you got it right i think okay now i think the amount of love he has from the internet actually makes me like him less like it's annoying yeah Okay, guys, I don't like a bandwagon moment, but I'll yeah. say he's cute and he's kind of weird. Yeah. It's silly. Yeah, he's a silly. He's, he's a, a silly, silly guy. Goose. Yeah. Oh, okay. Smash your past fungus. I don't know what that fungus is. Fungus zombies from The Last of Us. <laughs> I mean, just, I mean, it, disgusting. I, I bet it'd be fun to find out if I had this like weird kink. I, I mean, I might, but it's not that, it's not that. <laughs> also, Cody knows that I'm such an idiot when it comes to celebrities that he did a phonetic spelling for this name. Are you ready? Even though I know it, Cody. Oh no. What is that? Gal Gadot. Oh, she did that horrible, like, we are the world. We are the people tribute that i just she's obviously Cringe. so hot but i can't actually pass. after that pass okay <laughs> mrs doubtfire in drag <laughs> in drag okay i'm so sorry I, again the joke would be if i said smash but i can't i'm obviously i'm not saying smash mrs doubtfire out of drag which is just robin, robin williams pass I'm pass yeah 100 yeah 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 okay thank 100%. god i thought you were on my case for that i was like i'm sorry mostly gay. so then he puts Sam's non-blooded related doppelganger, which we already decided you would it's smash. I want a glazer. Yeah. Smash. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth II in her 30s. What? I don't even know. Thank you. Cody. Yeah, probably, this Cody, is a, this Cody, is, Cody. 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 This is a, like a list for you. <laughs> Wait. Uh-huh. Let me get through this whole description before you say okay. anything. Okay. Melania Trump while whispering how much she hates her husband the whole time. <laughs> it's a pass for me but it's an absolute pass it just it hurts it that hurts me melissa joan hart (laughs) wait wait. uh is sabrina the teenage witch no that's not it melissa joan hart it's from our childhood oh she's the she's brunette right no No? melissa joan hart no she's 
she was probably all i know a- is that the search is melissa joan hart trump melissa joan hart imdb oh. melissa oh it is sabrina the teenage witch dude you nailed that did i yes okay i was so it's so funny her boyfriend in that Sh- show was such a little cutie pie smash him can i say that melissa joan her. hart is like normcore yeah i'm passing she's a normie she looks like a normie she's probably a normie yeah which be norm but oh, like it's not for me but she had one aunt that was super hot so smash her on the, on the show <laughs> yes <laughs> and then he's he's just doubling down with dr jill biden yeah pass she's passing we already know Sorry. that though Sorry. because when you said biden earlier you said joe and that was well, enough to know where you were going <laughs> i know that jill's listening so jill i'm so sorry it was just not meant to you be you know she's listening she's listening dude you she's know she's listening. listening and you're gonna do her like that uh okay where should we go here i'm going to say that it's pisces season and it's your yeah, birthday baby. on the 18th yeah oh my god incredible march 18th i only remember because i'm heartbroken that i'm gonna be out of town for your birthday and oh, it means a lot no, to me to right. miss that is right you're gonna be gone okay yeah yeah, yeah yeah so that to me is i i'm a birthday person well so you're gonna have hard. to make it up to me somehow i shall maybe i'll come to san barbara and we'll have a day date oh that's cute wouldn't that be nice i was gonna say you could film uh you and kelly doing pottery oh <laughs> okay Just bringing it back for the get that vibrator listeners. up okay, okay. <laughs> um now you're a pisces do you feel like that resonates with you are you into astrology is that your thing no no i think it's no. really playful and fun um i have a really good t- I, I just think it's like silly and it also gives you like a it's not a litmus test, but it gives you an opportunity to be like, oh, I do feel that way or I don't feel that way or this resonates in these ways. I think it gives you some expression or terms or phrases that might help you understand yourself. Um, but using it as like a truth teller is not the way. I mean, most most testings aren't truth tellers. It's like these are just mirrors and you see yourself in them. Right. So um, I think like what is it um co-star is super fun and just so being fun. like oh what are my predictions for the day and like who should i like oh it's like you're super open to so and so today you guys should definitely connect like that's silly and fun i'm just being like what's up dude you know i do think that it's an interesting so i always talk about this with friends and i think i probably talked about it on the podcast but it's it reminds me so much of religion in the sense where it's like these are things created so long ago to Mm -hmm. help us understand ourselves and our connection to the universe absolutely and to put us in a time and place and say that like you are connected to this because of this you know Mm -hmm. it's like there's answers out there baby yeah we're gonna give them to you Mm -hmm. and so it's like this created thing you know Hmm. and so i think it's fun self-exploration and i think it's fun i also think it's funny to like put people in a box yeah but it's annoying like that's dumb you know obviously to be like yeah she's a virgo so she's a bitch and i'm like well, well it's i'm true. a bitch but i don't know if that has anything <laughs> to do with the day i was born right um however i do think it's really fun and you know what? i'm gonna use this as a segue okay someone that i respect love adore admire mm-hmm. blair brainy mm-hmm. who's about to do her segment mm-hmm. is a huge astrology nerd oh cool and she can go she is like one of the most prolifically like knowledgeable astrology people nice. I know. And I'm obsessed with it. Ugh. I watched her sit at a bar one night with someone and go like through so many people and be like, well, she's a Virgo with a Pisces placement. So really you can't trust her. She gets like a little emotional around this mm-hmm. time. So it's just like, you got to give her space. And then like, they were just like going nice. through all this stuff and it was hilarious and amazing. And I was just like, what a fun way to digest like the human experience. 
oh yeah and truly and it's also a way to connect with people anywho great phrase way to, to digest the human experience love that holding on to that thank you <laughs> you set up babe that's like a ten dollar <laughs> phrase or whatever they would call it um but blair's coming on we're gonna talk i just love my segments with her yeah, i'm yeah. stoked here so we cool. go School board. School board. Okay. So we had a meeting. I mean, every fucking week we have a meeting. This is what it feels like. And that's like, I mean, it's like fairly true because there's so much fucking work that needs to be done. And there's such tight timelines. There's like deadlines that are coming up that the the board needs to make decisions on. Like they have got to find and cut $3 million by March 18th. Meanwhile, they don't have their audit in that they were supposed to have. So how do you know how much you have? How do you know what the books look like? If you don't have your audit, you don't know what's actual reality. So you're trying to cut stuff or cut buildings or like reconfigure and you don't have any numbers. Okay, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Psycho. (laughs) So how the meeting starts is that this meeting was to decide on plans that the administration had come up with for reconfiguring. Okay, so it was going to be this was like the actual nuts and bolts like, okay, seven through 12, obviously in Nordoff. Um, and we and it was like, how where are we going to put all of the elementaries? Are we going to close down Topa? Are we going to close down Miramonte? We're going to close down Miners Oaks? Well, actually, Miners Oaks was the only one that we knew was going to be a part of any plan. For whatever reason, the board decided Miners Oaks is such a compelling campus and community that it will be saved regardless. So whether it was going to be a full elementary K through six or just the preschool for the little kids, that it was, it was between those, but it wasn't between something being closed down. So Miners Oaks was always going to kind of have something going on there because they also have a partnership with the Ventura, with Ventura County Library. So they're going to put a public library there because, you know, Greater Goods is over in that spot. That's awesome. That's used to be where the public library in Miners Oaks was, where Greater Goods was. So they're moving the public library to the school site. And that's like happening. We're having to spend a million dollars. I mean, it's all but it's all like cool. It's been happening and everybody wants it. So the the conversation was, what's this going to look like? Where are we going to put all the kids now? And and they want to make this decision by like they want to make it now so that literally in the fall, when we go back to school after summer, the kids are going to their new campuses wherever or whatever, which is like absolutely crazy to think about. Like it the, I don't know how they're going to do it. We're going to all have to like actually help as a community because there's no way that like we can rely just on teachers and like administration to like physically do all the things that they need to do. But in any case, so they get up and they start talking and they're, you know, having their their perspectives about whatever. And we have public comment and it was mostly to to set the scene. The auditorium is fairly empty. I mean, also, we are in on President's Day week, President's Week break. The school district is on a full break. Teachers are gone. Families are on vacation. So the community is also feeling like, why are you doing this when everybody's gone? Nobody's really paying attention right now. But at the same time, it's like, literally, we're on timelines. So what do you want them to do? They can't not meet because you're on vacation. (laughs) So like, 
it, you know, and they even said, we're going to have a meeting at the end of February before March. We don't know the exact date yet, but it's going to be at the end of February before March. So we knew the timeline was coming. It's not convenient, but none of this shit is convenient. So it's right. like, yeah, you guys pick something, you know, to fight about. <laughs> but the auditorium is like nearly empty. It's me. It's probably 10 other people. Also, in front is a group of people all in suits. Mm. Turns out they're Ventura County Office of Education people, VCOE. Not only just like the people that work there, our superintendent, his name is Cesar Morales. He is like the dude. All these mean letters we get from them, it's his signature on them. Okay. <laughs> like he's he's VCOE dad. Okay. Yeah. So they're there. And we're like, what is he going to say? You know, like we have no, there's no acknowledgement that they're there or whatever. So we're listening. And... There's a lot of conversation. There's public comment, a lot of public comment from Miners Oaks families still saying, no, we don't want it to be a baby school. We want it to be a traditional K through six. Here's why. We think Poco Farms girl gets up and she says, we're having some nonprofit. We're going to move to some nonprofit program and we want to basically kind of make this school into like a farming hands-on school. Cool. Yeah. She says, that's the idea. Other families say their reasons for whatever. I think there's like maybe two or three comments. And then the board starts talking and they start saying, you know, we've gotten a lot of comments from Miners Oaks families. And to be honest, and this is Dr. Halverson, he goes, to be honest, I haven't heard much from Miramonte families about, you know, their school and whatever. And it was super weird because I'm sitting there going, well, yeah, because you already said you're keeping Miners Oaks, the baby school. So if you keep Miners Oaks a baby school and you have to have a school on this end of town, like you're having Miramonte as the school, that's going to stay a K through six. So what's there to say? A lot of Miramonte parents are feeling really sad about the whole thing, and but they don't want to say things about trying to sell their school because Miners Oaks is like changing so much. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. They don't want to like kind of like put anything in their faces about well, your, your school is changing and you're going to come to our school and whatever. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it was, so it was a weird position for him to say, I haven't heard from these families and these parents. Because they felt secure in the fact that their school was going to stay the same. It sounds like. There was a level of security. And yeah. I'll tell you why. Because also in the agenda, you can tell which, which um, plan the administration wanted. Because... You can see they're called 1A, 1B, 2A, 2B. And in the agenda, you can also see the next item is a school assignment. So it's the policy on where you'll be, where your neighborhood school will be sending you. And it's generally by like address, like yeah. district where you live. Yeah. So they're going to have to change that because the locations are changing, right? So they create a whole plan, but it only applies, this, this, this policy only applies if the board chooses 1A or 1B, right? So that to me was like the tea leaves are, they want 1A or 1B. Yeah. Here's the policy. If you choose it, if you choose 2A or 2B, we're going to have to go to back to the drawing board and get a new policy for this, right? So if you're, if you're paying attention to that type of, you go, okay, this is the way they're going, right? Fine. So this is why a lot of people have thought Miramonte was on the safer side of things, right? Not writing to school board members, not submitting public comments. Myers Oaks parents, God bless them and like go for it. They 
said, I don't care about a baby school. That's not what I want. You said this. No, this is what we want. Yeah. So good. Good for them. And they advocated and they did their thing. And Dr. Halverson was not only Dr. Halverson, Atticus Reyes, trustee Reyes, also swayed. Even Phil Moncharch swayed. I mean, I was sitting there and I was shocked because I was like, whoa, this is weird because I'm didn't expect it to go this way for them to decide to change their decision that they had already made. So at one point, Dr. Halverson says, well, let, what were the minutes from last from the last meeting? Like, uh, let me double check that we didn't already decide what Miners Oaks is doing. So the minutes are read back and it says we have voted to keep Miners Oaks a baby school, put all the little kindergartners there or whatever, to, you know, to keep them there. And then to look at sites for K through six, sites for K through eight. Okay, so that's that's so he goes, oh dang, like because because he wanted to do Miners yeah. Oaks, Atticus wanted to do Miners Oaks, and but I'm sitting there as Miramonte parent going, mm, I don't think the parent, I don't think the Miramonte parents knew this. I don't think. I mean, granted, listen, Miramonte could have been would have been closed in 2A and 2B options. So there was always a possibility. So if you have a thing, you should always say it, you know, and this is like no hate, no shade to anybody. It's just like what I think, you know, my interpretation of the of the vibes. So then I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, not only am I just this person who like pays attention, I actually am like the PTO president of Miramont (laughs) Elementary School. (laughs) And I'm like, what the hell? So they're like, getting ready to decide. And I'm like, I have to say something at some point because I'm literally the only Miramonte parent in here. Ugh. No, There was like five, six other parents and they were Miners Oaks parents and they were great. We were sitting all together. They were great people. But I'm like, I have to like speak yes. up for the parents of my school. Like, And to be fair, like I don't even care. Like I would go to any school. I'm going to go to wherever they tell me to go. That's where I'm going. Yeah. Like I have sentimental feelings about all of the schools. I went to Topatopa Elementary School. They're going to close that in a year. Like I have feelings about all the schools too. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I have experiences everywhere. My dad went to this school. My mom went to this school. It's like, you know, whatever. It's like, so I feel, but I'm going to go wherever they tell me to go because I go to public school and this is where we go. I'm talking about me. Like, obviously, I'm sending my kids. Yeah. But so, so then I submit my little public, my public statement card. You have to put a speaker card in there thinking they're not going to let me speak until after the decision's been made because they're already in discussion. And usually they don't take public comments at that time, which I'm fully aware of. And I, I'm a rules and regs girl. So I'm yeah. like, hey, listen, <laughs> I, I didn't get it in time. It's fine. Let me speak after. And I'm going to still tell you what I have to say. I mean, it's not going to be about this item, but it's going to be about whatever I want it to be about. But it's going to be in the rules, right? So surprisingly, Trustee Griffin says... Uh, we have a, a speaker here, a speaker card. I got a late edition from a Miramonte parent. It's like, because I've, I've met her before at Miramonte, yeah. like whatever. And she's like, I think you, we, we, we might want to hear from her. And the board is not really into it because it's also against their policies. And so they would have to like make an exception. And so they now they get into this conversation of should they even let me speak, which is so awkward. The I, drama. Like, I don't even fucking care. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I know I have to say something, but it's like, I don't care. Like when you let me say it, I was gonna say like, you're not trying to push to talk right now. No, but now now it's all about you. 
Taco. Taco. Like, I'm so stressed, bro. I'm so stressed. I'm sitting there like, you're like, you guys don't look at me. T, I I also was yelling from the auditorium because it's like, we're like six people in there. And at one point, Trustee Griffin goes, well, she did say basically... Miramonte parents may feel because because what trustee Halverson said was that my heart has been changed from these comments. Okay, now that's where you lose me. Because like, listen, I'm all about the heart. But like, you made a decision two weeks ago. And now your heart is telling you to change. And sorry, my guy, like, that's, that's not the business for me. Yeah. Also get all the information before you make a decision then. Right? Like these are not they were not providing you new information that anybody didn't share with you two weeks ago. Right. And I'm not and this is the other thing about this that pissing me off Then it's pitting families against each other. It's pitting schools against each other. We're all neighbors. We're all community members. We go to the same sports. We go to, we're all playing soccer together, basketball, everything. And that bums me out. Yeah. You know, this whole like, you know, Miramonte doesn't do this, but Miners Oaks does it. It's like, what the fuck, you guys? Like, we're all in elementary school. Yeah. You know, there's certainly different personalities of each one. But like this type of thing where it started to get like, it started to feel this way. And I was like, I fucking hate that feeling. Yeah. Ew. Right. Yeah. So in any case, so she she advocates for me to do it. She's she's acting as board president at the moment. She says, I'm going to let you speak, basically. And they kind of were like, oh, the guys kind of like acquiesced. Right. So I get up there and I say my piece. Two minutes and 40 seconds. Of course, I've watched it back this, hey, at this point now. And I'm like, times? under three minutes. Thank you very much. <laughs> at least six. OK, because I'm up there. My knees shaking. shaking. Never in my in my life has that knees happened weak. before. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> I'm mom spaghetti. I'm yes. about to puke, like yes. straight up. I was up there. I was gonna die. It was crazy. So I addressed them. I said what I said, and then, um, then I turned to VCOE, and I'm like, you know what? We're sitting here in front of VCOE being babysat, and you know, you guys should have been here a lot earlier. It would have been nice. We're at the end of this situation. It is a fucking mess. I didn't say fucking. It is a mess. So thanks for showing up now. But it would have been nice earlier. And then I was like, deuces. Oh, my God, Blair. <laughs> I sit down. Okay. You oh came for them. Listen, because I... What but I, it's factual. I mean, you make I, a point. What I ended up having to say to them basically was like, cool. Like, if you want to make decisions with your heart, like, that's not the business. Because you your need to make smart change. decisions <laughs> financially because we're in a fucking mess, bro. So that's what I kind of said. And then I was like, you know, if if... If we had thought Miramonte parents had to, did not think that you had saved Miners Oaks as the baby school, then you then they may have been more interested in sharing their opinions with you. But you said Miners Oaks was going to be the baby school. Hence, that means you're going to have less public you comment. You have yeah. to have no. You have to have the school at Miramonte. Yeah, there's a, that's the only other one on that side of town that has the capacity. So it's like if you already put the little kids at Miners Oaks, then you have to put the other ones there. So it's like it wasn't making sense. And then so I go sit down, and he, I mean, and then I'm like my hearing goes out. Yeah, of I couldn't even you're like, blacking out, <laughs> blacking out. <laughs> like it was crazy. Never in my and I whatever it was fine. So he basically reverses decision right there. Like, and he said, it had nothing to do with me. Like, let's be clear. It had nothing to do with me. He remembered, because before I got up, he had asked for the minutes to be read back to him. So he had known this. So whatever. It was just, uh, you know. Mm, Timing. You know, it just was timing. So I sat down. And I mean, this is where it got a little weird. Because I sat down. And this 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 is a little inside scoop, because I didn't even share this on my Instagram page. 
a, a parent behind me is talking to another parent and they're just two rows back, but we've all kind of been chatting the whole time. And she says to her friend, maybe if we put another pretty woman up there, uh, he'll change his mind again. No, my, my face just went slack. Steph. That's so I turned mean. around so fast. Did you? You I head whipped? Do you have whipped. whiplash from I that? do. I have a, I've had a headache for two days, to be honest. No, I turned around. So I said, what? And she's like, oh, no, 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 no. It's because you're so pretty. Like, you're so pretty. And then I was shocked, stunned, That's really mean. So fucking mean, right? Like, I'm so... I was, tr- I turned back. I didn't even say anything. I just said, what? And she's like, oh, no, it's because you're pretty. Blah, blah. And I turned back around and I was like, oh, my God. Like, I just get up there. I share my opinion. My knees are shaking. I'm like so stressed. I feel like I'm talking for some parents, you know, of me or Monty. And yeah, he changed his decision because. You're gorgeous. What the fuck, bro? Okay. What the fuck? I, one thing I did want to talk about, and it ties into this, is that. Really, what's important too, in my opinion, even though I don't have kids, I'm not a part of this at all. Tell me. Is that, and I've talked to other parents and mm. we've laughed about this, that the kids are handling it so much better. Literally. And, and acting better and Literally. treating people better Literally. than their parents are about this. T. So it's like, take a second, you know? Take a beat. Because are you causing stress on your children? on this more than they actually would be stressed out themselves. Literally, my kids didn't even know any of this is happening. Right. My kids don't. I, I mean, a lot of other kids do. Right. Because whatever. But my kids don't know shit. Well, that's probably a good thing because... Like, <laughs> I mean, what do they need to know? They're not deciding. Well, it's also just like you get to paint the picture at home. You get to set the stage. You get to set the tone. You. Yeah. It's like your own little bubble. Yeah, right? of course. Where you create this narrative and they take that narrative out into the world with mm, them, you know? Mm, and so it's like... You are putting on a show for them and they will follow in your footsteps in a way, you know? And so it's like, I'm not here to like parent shame anyone, but I'm like, the stage has been set. And so it's like the amount of anxiety and stress that children will have from this Mm -hmm. is heavily depipted based on their parents yeah and the kids are gonna be like fine in the end like they my guys to see we're their friends two and miles away from each other all of their friends are going with them yeah, wherever they go right my kids also wherever they go they're their friend they're gonna know somebody yeah because they all know we kind of ch- you know and also i've heard some families saying you know they're excited their their kids are excited to be with more kids different kids you know you get a little you got a little influx of kids because yeah you didn't you know you see that kid once a month or whatever at basketball or you know in soccer season and then you don't see them anymore but now maybe you get to see them all the time and create a new friendship and we all get to learn from each other there are different personalities from each school but like we all now get to kind of mesh in a way and there's going to be movement that goes around too because parents are going to decide between sending their kids to a k through six or a k through eight now and you'll have to get permission to go to the k through eight yeah Inner situation, district transfer, Inter- baby. Hey, I had one. You knew the words, baby. You know what I'm saying? So, so it's we're all going to be mixed up. Nobody's going to be going exactly where they think they're going. I would also say that, like, <clears throat> the programs and stuff that parents are excited about and passionate about can be yeah. applied elsewhere, potentially, or new programs. And there's benefits at both. And yeah. I totally respect that it's scary and it's a lot of change and that yeah. people have their hearts in this. I do. And I feel re- and, well, and see, this is the part of the thing. But don't bring other people down. 
I don't like that. That was so weird. It was the weirdest thing for me. I was like, uh, okay, ew. And that was And they're probably pretty too. So uh, like Actually she was. (laughs) She fully was. So I was like, babes, ew. Yeah, get up there. Like, but like not even that. Like to be reduced to how you look when you're sharing a perspective for somebody for on behalf of other people is in ew. And it's gross regardless of whatever your looks are. It's like, oh, I don't... It's a bummer. It's a bummer, bro. It's weird. It was weird. It was weird. Because that does not happen to me very often. It was weird. So that was the little the little side... Little I mean, you got pretty privileged, it sounds like, you're taking around with you. Oh, my. <laughs> Imagine also reducing Dr. Halverson to, like, changing his mind. Ew. Right. Gross. Two times Creepy. gross. Two times. <laughs> Two times. Two ways. Two ways. Both ways, front and back. It's weird. It's icky. It's we- ick. Ick. It was gross. Hated it. Hated it. Okay. Now, okay, there are scenarios in life sometimes, though, when, like, a bimbo gets up and they're like, okay, but you're not a bimbo. Well, I i don't know. Maybe she thought I was going to be. <laughs> but hey. But hey, she don't know me. No, but <laughs> um, that's a total joke. Listen, um, I can be very dumb, too. You know, fine. Whatever. I just am not. So I don't know what to say. Get correct. Also, why are we even talking about how anybody looks? I don't know. My God. It concerns me. It concerns me. It concerns and then, me. And then to flip it around like it's some compliment. Like, uh, no. No, sorry. I think you hate me because I'm beautiful. <laughs> Stop. I don't even. It's like not even like that. No, but I just know. to be like. No, it's it's off-putting for sure. Ew, it was gross. Okay. So then they decide. <laughs> so then it's like, but the way it looks is that I fully did get the, that somehow I did something when I did not. It was all Dr. Halverson remembering, yeah. hearing the minutes. They all decided three other guy, you know, three other people too, blah, blah, blah. It just so happened all the men were yeses. But anyway, so they vote for so the plan is one A, and that is K through six at Miramonte, K through eight at Topa Topa. Middle school over Nordoff is now a seven through twelve high school. People can apply to go to the to the eighth, you know, the the seven eight. At yeah. The, at the elementary school, and Minor's Oaks is going to be the baby school. So all the little TKers and um, preschoolers, and maybe adult ed and some other stuff. How cool though! It's going to be at Minor's Oaks. Yeah. So that is the plan. Oh, and then oh, so, but that's for one year. Okay. In one year, they also or probably about probably closer to two years, a year and a half, because they said she said the superintendent said fifteen to eighteen months. Um, and um, so. About a year, they're going to do construction on Matillaha to turn that into the K through six. Okay. I mean, no, 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 K through eight, K through eight. Oh, okay. Because they don't want to lose the Matillaha <clears throat> campus. Yeah. Like there's, there, they go, this is a beautiful campus. They just poured millions and millions of dollars of bond money into it. They yeah. They don't want to lose it. However, it's a, it was built as a high school. My dad went to high school when it was a high school there. Yeah. It's it across is the not, street from the Ohio Valley Inn. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It okay. is not. It is cool it is, though. It's cool, but it is not ready for elementary kids like little tiny kids you have to have sinks and bathrooms you have to have bath i mean sinks and classrooms you have to have bathrooms and classrooms for kindergartners there's there's rules and regs yeah for little little tiny people also the rooms are tiny so ah, it's gonna be a a bit of a fucking mess over Mm. there but they were so very focused on keeping that campus that they want to do that there i mean it makes sense to have the upper kids there too because obviously they were already there but it's gonna be a bit of a mess yeah We'll see how that goes. We'll see. And to be fair, who knows if any of this fucking happens? Because the second part of the meeting was VCOE, the gentleman in the front in their suits, get up and do this presentation 
I have never seen a public dress down of anybody in a professional capacity the way I saw it on Tuesday night. Our financial crisis management assistance team CEO says, I have never had to, he said, he's talking to the board and he's talking to the superintendent. I have never had to invite the county superintendent to attend a school board meeting with me about this matter. Basically saying, we have been asking for information for weeks now, months. We cannot get it. You will not give it to us. You, everything you give us is trash, basically. (laughs) And he says, whoever got you to this point cannot help you get out. Uh, okay. Uh, and that was T. That was, uh, that was if, uh, I mean, it, that was the closest thing I've heard to anybody publicly saying, fire Tiffany Morse now. right now. Now. That was, Fick Matt Dad was so mad. He was pissed. Okay. So, I mean, the board was just, yes. they, the way they were just like, the, their body language was rubbing their faces, just shocked. I mean, they were shocked, I think, to be spoken to that way. Then VCOE gets up and also and then does the same thing. And they say, we have been trying to help you for a year. You have emailed us back saying you don't want our help. You've been doing, I mean, crazy. What? Yes. And a lot of people knew this stuff already. Like some people who've been paying attention. Most of the community had, this is the first time they're hearing it. So they are hearing this and it's like blowing their fucking minds. They are like tripping because you're like, we're in a crisis and you're reconfiguring our schools. But you have this guy saying, that's the last thing you should be doing. That's out of all the things, there's a whole list of shit that you need to be doing. And that's on the last of it. That's the last decision. When in the community, we feel like it's the first thing they're asking yeah. us to do. Reconfigure yeah. the schools. And then This is cut. the biggest action. Yeah. Action they, point. He, he goes, you should be doing a bunch of other shit first. And then reconfiguring schools. That's where I go. I don't even know if this, any of this shit is going to happen. Um, I mean, they made a decision, but I don't, who knows? Because if the board fires the superintendent tomorrow and the board rescinds all of their decisions because that leadership was shit, how oh can my you, God, I mean, how can disaster. you do? How can you, who even knows? So decisions are be, are made, but do I trust them? I Not for shit, to be honest with you. Not for shit. <laughs> and then I just read an Ohio Valley News article today. Shout out Kimberly Rivers. Um, she got comments from all former uh, board members and current board members about about the 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 shit that VCOE said to them and Fikmat said to them and they said Atticus was the first time I saw a a board member current board member publicly say that they were concerned about the leadership of the district and so I felt like that was a big fucking crack you know like a crack in the yeah. door like we better be busting it down because Damn. I mean I, I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Well, yeah, you've talked a lot about this in the past, too, about how, like, there's just such a lack of trust and, like, there's a lot of love lost. And it's like, there's no real road back for this woman. It's, no. It doesn't seem. No, she can't They do just it. need to do it. They need to they do need it. They need to just do it so because that you guys long- can move on in, like, a productive manner. The longer they don't, every decision they it's made is tainted by her presence. Right. And right. they go, well, you're listening to the administration. Right. The administration is trash. You can't listen to it. Right. So nobody trusts now the board who's new 
and should actually have some level of trust or like some level of leeway. But if they're continually listening to the current administration, then they have culpability. Yeah. You know, and then it's not just like, oh, the administration is bad. It's like, no, you're her boss. You're her boss. And FICMAT dad is mad. VCOE dad is mad. They basically said in so many words, fire her. Yeah. Hire a CBO that can do the job. This is chief business officer that can do the money part and go from there. Yeah. Yikes. So that's where we're at. It always <laughs> seems like every time we talk, I'm like, cool, something mm. happened. But then by the end of our recording together, I'm like, cool, it's such a long road and there's no, it's going to nowhere. Well, that's the thing that's crazy <laughs> too, because you feel that way. But then they're also like, oh, no, we need to start deciding this stuff by March 15th. They they need to lay off. They need to lay off like 20, 30 people. Oh, that's so sad. By March 15th. You know, like it crazy. Then one of the thick mad dad says, you guys were talking about this in closed session about about layoffs, basically. Um, that's not legal. Like, I'm not your lawyer, but you might look into that because that should be done in public. Wait, I love this guy. Oh, my God. No, we all I should I'm send you some clips, him, but I love him. I'll send you some clips and you can post them or whatever. But no, I was scared and loved him because it's like, you know what I mean? It's like hard <laughs> truth. Yes. And also just like bring the knowledge. Just I love that. Bring it. Bring it, baby. But also, like I said to Fisio E, where have you been? This all would have been very useful even two months ago, three yeah. months ago, four yeah. months ago. And you waited until it was a worst case scenario situation. Yeah. And they try to cover their ass because Misty Key says, um, our support is supposed to be all behind the scenes. This isn't normal that we have to come and that we've a been addressing our letters to board members, specifically sending them to their homes. Oh, usually you send it to the superintendent. She provides it to the board or they provide it to the board. No, VCOE said we've been email. We've been mailing you shit directly because you're not getting it from your administration. That's what they're saying. They're saying that we're not even supposed to be here. All of our support is supposed to be, quote unquote, behind the scenes. And uh, I don't really trust. I don't. I have a thing. I'm untrustworthy of almost everybody. Yeah. You know, because I'm like, there's a fucking agenda. You're cautious. There's somebody's got an agenda. I. It doesn't feel. You're going to see it pan out and it's going to be interesting. I'm going to. It's going to. There's going to be something. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Well, in any case. I always say that Ohio reminds me of Pawnee, Indiana for any Parks and Recs oh fans out there. God, because uh, it's it's like that. Well, Blair, we got to go. Yeah. And thank you so much. I cannot (laughs) wait to hear more. Do you know when the next meeting is? Oh, uh, March 1st. March 1st. That's Wednesday. This episode Mm -hmm. should be out. We'll see what I can do. (laughs) (laughs) You know, no promises. No promises. I'm no longer telling people when I release episodes. (laughs) (laughs) That's smart. All right. Bye. All right, Blair, you're badass. Can't wait to see what we got going next week. Uh, you're not, Sam, you're not done with your interview. Oh, my God. Seriously. Okay, the, let's go. The I'm, people need to know more. They now they're obsessed. Now, this is a rapid fire question. Mm-hmm. Some are this and that. Some are just quick questions. Okay. Now, if you need a second, take a second. Um, RuPaul's Drag Race or America's Next Top Model? Um, I know I'm gay but I've never watched RuPaul's Drag Race and I maybe watched America's Next Top Model with my mom when I was really small and TLC was on 
and I was having a snack. Cool. You're not a main street shorty. <laughs> no. You're not. No. I love that. Thanks. I when I first met Cody and we started doing the podcast, I was like, I'm the least mainstream person mm-hmm. and he is going to have to educate, educate me. And he has. Now I grew up watching America's Next Top Model cool. on repeat with one of my best friends, Kelsey. And that's probably why I hate my body. Oh. Yeah. There was women Maybe. who were five eleven and one thirty five and Tyra was like, You could lose a five pounds, you're <gasps> fat. And I was like, Yeah, she's so fat. Oh, that hurts. Guys. Inside. Let's not go there. No. Are you a sweet or a savory person if you had to pick? Savory. 100%. Yeah. What's your go-to? Oh, just like uh, salt and vinegar chips. I'll walk or lime lays. I'll walk down to the corner store, get a lime lays and a Diet Coke. Did you know? No. Paul Newman's natural one. Some fucking popcorn brand. Paul Newman. He makes popcorn. Yeah. He had this like. They're like healthy popcorns mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, he had a lime salt popcorn <gasps> and they used to do it in the individual bags when I lived alone on the avenue, which is where we're at right now. <clears throat> I would pop a little mm-hmm. little individual bag. Well, now that I'm hating myself less, I will just make a regular bag because yeah. let's be honest, guys. But yeah. the little individuals are nice. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. you really just want a little snack just but little they snack. made a lime salt popcorn and i gotta tell you it's fucking amazing oh, that sounds really i haven't good. seen it in years mm. was i the only one buying it i don't know i i would have i would have you know when a flavor that you like goes out of commish mm. pain painful beer or wine mm, beer okay who's the hottest bible character <laughs> who would you do in the bible who would i jesus do? is off jesus the table off damn mary mm. is also off the table oh, shit okay well because those are my top two because i uh, cody and i did decide that mary is the illest bitch in the bible we mm. we talked we have a episode called mary had a little plan <laughs> and it was like an easter themed episode mm-hmm. and we talked a lot about how like she really she really did what she needed to do yeah to get what she needed sure you know what i mean okay so ty i would either eve sure let's do that well I is that mean, all also, you can't, you can't have you seen the depictions of eve <laughs> um she's eve, nude right away smash <laughs> um or uh king david mm. yeah tell me a little bit about david oh i don't know speaking of speaking of probably should drink david david um no i need to get the image of david santa maria out of my head um king david smash though i think king david was also he was queer he was i think he was in love with his best friend and i think that's hot you were like into that yeah you love a platonic moment and you love a romantic exactly you you are a platonic lover yeah i really am big big on it yeah which is something i want to explore on the podcast and i knew you'd be the perfect person to do that with sometime thanks okay Mm-hmm. next you're getting into you're getting sexual okay. with a partner <laughs> sure okay yes i've i've never okay <laughs> i'm kidding and would now the question's hard so i'm gonna set it up <laughs> he says music or tv in the background oh um i'm often not any sound like i don't i'm not the one to put on a thing that's what i'm saying like that's what's hard is like people who take the time to put music like a sex playlist on yeah i'm intimidated by yeah i mean so therefore i'm more like the tv's already on i'll pause it yeah no no, but no. Can I, I tv tell being you, on in the background and then like the laugh track happening you're like well, i can't i hang. will laugh 
I'm like, the jokes are hitting. <laughs> no, yeah, it pulls you out of the moment. So, so no, bef- that's a great question, though. Before I knew that Kevin Hart was just deeply homophobic, which he probably always was. And it was on Twitter before. But I remember there's like years ago, years, 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 mm-hmm, years. Mm-hmm. I don't know. At this point, 10 years ago. Yeah. We were house sitting. This is too much detail. Anyways, Kevin Hart's stand-up was on <laughs> in the bedroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we we're like, let's keep it running. Because, like, noise sometimes when you're young and insecure yeah, and whatever. Sure. And, like, you're in a strange place. You're like, just keep it going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, like, you're, like, watching movies and, like, you know, like, little touches and things happen. <laughs> and you're like, are we getting sexual? Uh-huh. So, Kevin's heart's on. And, like, we're both just, like, dying of laughter. And... And so we had to turn the t- we had to like stop everything, yeah. turn the TV off, and then get going again. Right, like, that's so hard. And it's then com- that's complex for sure. So we now navigate that. Yeah. Now that we're like old and been together for twelve years, I'll just look over to him and be like, "Do you want to have sex?" And he's like, "Yeah." And so I'm like, "Okay." And then I have the mm-hmm. remote in my hand, and I'm like, "I have to wait until someone's not on screen staring at us because if it's like a dude staring, no, I have to wait until it's like yeah. a woman." Because it's non-threatening. Non-threatening. Or if it's just like a, like, you know, a scene. Scenic. Just a scenic. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. TV, we're shutting down, we're shutting the laptop if there's, if that begins. And then, um, I, I live with housemates. So like maybe it'd be appropriate to have some background, something, some music on. And I do it very much like, this is like, we're just trying to get, I, this is not my choice. I'm against my will. I, we have to put on sound because, and I'm not, I'm also, I'm very unashamed. I'm like, my housemates are assuming I'm having sex Yeah, as they should. It's tough. So I've lived with Alex for, we just, ce- we didn't celebrate, but we just hit six years of living in that house nice. in Ohio. And, uh, to this day, like I'll think no one's home. <laughs> so I'm like, let Everyone it rip, home. you know, let it rip. <laughs> uh-huh. And then as we're done i hear doors opening closing and i'm like asa like i'm white as a ghost all of a sudden yeah. and i'm like what and he's like he came home during and i'm like what yeah no you're not gonna tell me oh you I want was, okay yeah that well i well i'm sorry asa <laughs> also says that my hair looks amazing after sex and i'm like it doesn't it looks mm-hmm. insane and he's mm-hmm. like yeah because like it's all crazy from sex and i'm right. like well like look he's proud he's a proud man and mm-hmm. so i'm like well i can't go out there i'm like you go get me water i'm never going back out there again am i supposed to i came in here in clothes and now i'm gonna go out there in a robe you know i get yeah totally i get it only uh, if i'm loud yeah on accident no that makes sense that makes sense i i guess I'm telling i have a lot to the listeners no here. i haven't been properly embarrassed yet so maybe i i'm like playing with fire a little bit i can't wait for you well be no, don't be embarrassed, actually, because that's stupid. I always we <laughs> never mind. It's too much. Um, favorite Santa Barbara restaurant? Ooh, um, it always feels really nice when you get to go to Lokita. I fucking love Lokita. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Ten out of ten. Ending with churros with three different sauces. You've got a caramel. You got a chocolate and a raspberry. Say no more. And just good cocktails. Cocktails are great. They're really good at their gin and tonics. Um, yeah they do like a gin and tonic bar yeah it's pretty freaking nice yeah favorite ventura restaurant Ooh, doesn't exist because none of the restaurants are good here just um, kidding i remember i think caitlin ordered us like indian food one night like a while ago and it was so co- we surfed that day and then had indian food that's one, a dream come true the main place that she would have ordered from was close so we got the second best place and it was still really freaking good i wonder if it was rice by mama or not it was not rice by my mama okay i would know that mom much. Yeah, so that was really tasty. 
Are there more hotties at Gelson's or Ralph's in Santa Barbara? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not Ralph's. Everyone's insane there. I, in I, had a, I had a whole bit where I was like, I saw a rat smoke a cigarette throat to the side and then grab a slice of pizza and run out the door. Like that is Ralph's. Okay. So unless it's your like vibe. That. Yeah. Um, Gelson's. I haven't stepped foot in a Gelson's, but I imagine it's a bunch of white people so i don't really want to probably go to not, either i mean not that i'm against she doesn't like I, white people I, I, just announcing it I'm, i don't like white people i just would kidding. say that being white is like the most that is my aesthetic wrinkle oh that's cute <laughs> i like that yeah it's the worst thing about me it's I'm the worst thing about all of us who are someone <laughs> i my personal i have a whole weird just thing about guys. like do i do I, I pass as white? Do I also pass as a person of color? Like, I have no idea how people perceive me. So I'll tell you. Tell me, how do you perceive me? Um, I was talking with somebody, a, a good friend of the pod. I'm not going to out them because it's, it was a f- weird conversation. But cool. I was like, first of all, I'm very aware that this podcast has traditionally been very white. And that's always been something really uncomfortable for me and something I've always wanted to change. Uh-huh. And so... And also I had, I have been pretty strong about like when Cody was leaving, I'm like, well, I'm not just having another fucking straight white person on mm-hmm. as a co-host, mm-hmm. like a long-term cohort co-host. Like there's no way I just, I'm not interested in that. Like, and that's a weird thing to say out loud too, because it's like, there's obviously like no need to be shamed whatever. Cody always makes fun of me for doing this whole roundabout thing of being like, uh-huh. I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. <laughs> um, I clearly, I honestly am not shameful for being white. There's like no point in that. That's stupid that's an interesting statement it's well it's complex but i it's complex I, I'm not, but i'm like understanding you i think you get the point and the goobers you'll get it or you don't whatever uh and so i was like it's important to me to like keep a well-rounded at least like you know cody brought a lot of interesting topics and mm-hmm. a different take and a completely different viewpoint and I'm like that is so important to me i do not want to be in an echo chamber sure you know like i want to be validated but i also want to be like challenged and i want to learn and grow and i want the listeners to have like complex stories and different things to learn from mm-hmm. and so when we were like looking i was talking with a really good friend of the podcast and they were like i was like well my friend sam who is queer and like going through a lot and like i'm pretty sure she's not white there we go yeah I, okay i i'm like fully convinced she might be hispanic this was before yeah, like yeah. we talked about it and i was like so i just think it's an incredible like point of view cool. you know yeah. a mixed racial woman who's queer I want to know about that. I want to yeah. hear about that. I want to talk about that experience. And then obviously bringing Jordan on is just like genius too, because he's just genius. He's hilarious and he's amazing. And he brings in such an important point of view too. And so, yeah, that is something that is like very, very cool. Important. To okay. Me. Interesting. And so I appreciate you sharing. I mean, what? so I was like androgynous. Is that a term where I was like, <laughs> ethnically ad- androgynous? I, like, I don't know where she lands, but I know she's not just white. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, it's, it could, it could be sure. I mean, I'm like mainly Mexican, Greek and Jewish. Okay. So that's kind of where that's my story. My last name's Urania, but we, I don't say that because I don't speak Spanish and I get really insecure about saying my last name properly. Okay. So I have like a, I mean, like a lot of uh, biracial and bicultural people 
I get really uncomfortable because I'm not really one. I'm not enough of one or the other. Um, yeah, I think that's fucked up and a really hard thing to navigate. Yeah, it, it, it is. And yet, I mean, most of the class, I was an English major in college and um, they didn't have a minor for it. I would have had a major and I didn't. I was like short one class, but I took Chicana, Chicano, Chicana studies um, because I wanted to understand this part of myself more. And, and it was very validating. Um, but yeah, it's a very common experience for biracial, bicultural people. And I've noticed in my work, um, a lot of BIPOC queer people are going through psychology today. They're like, white, straight, white, straight, white, straight. Oh, queer person of color? Yes, that's like that's like me. And I'm like, oh, it's so validating to be clocked by other people of color as a person of color. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think, it, I mean, I've, yeah, the, the history of privilege, but also a history of not so much privilege. You know, it's, it's a complicated it's a complicated piece and i think that's yeah be, gonna become a more common story um as again people become well i feel America like it becomes more mi- mixed yeah. yeah well i mean there's that like famous raymond uh raven simone interview hmm. where she was like i feel more connected to my white culture than i do my black culture and everyone's like well you're clearly black mm. like we you know what i mean but it's like how do you decide totally. and that was such a thing and then like listening to her really explain what that meant to her and yeah. stuff like whether or not you resonate with it. It's not right or wrong. It's such a personal experience. Yeah. And so I have a best friend that I grew up with who's like, uh, you know, like Portuguese, Mexican, Irish, white, you know, like all of that. But she's extremely white passing. Like that is what anybody would think like any day of the week. And Mm. I remember she had like this, we had this like really traumatizing day. Some girl, you know, like girls can be mean when you're young. She was a couple years older than us. And Kelsey and we were just talking about stuff and this girl was talking about how like she's Hispanic and stuff and Kelsey's like oh me too and like you know like Mm. knows a little Portuguese knows a little Spanish took Spanish her entire like life through school and stuff and like very dedicated to like learning the culture and it's very much part of her family culture yeah a hundred percent it's in the home it's like when she visits her family all this stuff you know and it's such a part of our identity and then for someone to deny that Mm you know like it it was such a weird experience we were like 15 Hmm. and this girl was like chewing her out and And like like, you're white yes like you're just a white bitch like you don't know shit like like yeah it it was tough and i'm i'm in a fucked up way i was glad i was there to see it Mm. because it definitely imprinted on me of being Mm. like well you know who are you to decide what yeah. people experience and stuff but then you also have those experiences of like what was that woman's name rachel cargill who was like the head of the na naacp mm-hmm. who is white who is a white woman oh and huh. said like identifies as a black woman huh no, yeah, did you fa- ever hear that story i i know yeah it's interesting it's interesting isn't um, it interesting it is i wish i yeah I'm like, I, sometimes I try to, I excuse myself for not knowing a lot of these big stories because I'm like, I consume so many stories as a career that I like cannot engage with the bigger picture sometimes. But, but I like it. I mean, all this stuff is really complicated. And I think usually when I'm talking to people who are white passing people of color, like myself, we do acknowledge, like we have, we do have benefited from white privilege because yeah. we are white passing and that is a piece, but also to deny our cultural background would also be completely shut. You know, it is, it's harmful. It's like cutting off a huge part of yourself. And I, I, I remember being a little kid in elementary school, very identifying with like, Oh, my whole family's 
very Mexican. Like the family I spent time with speaking Spanish, I didn't understand. Like, but I'm like so saturated in the culture and I am not really comparing skin tone, but I go to school. I'm like, oh, I'm Mexican. And someone's like, no, you're not. Right. And I'm like, what? They're like, you're white. And I was like, oh, and, and that was a really formative piece. And only until college was I like able to put that into context being like, oh, yes, white passing. Sure. Yes. Privilege from that. Definitely. But also still a person of color, still bicultural. And, um, and, and that's again, being bicultural and being biracial means you're never enough of one of the things and we need a new narrative and i think a lot of people with my experience are trying to figure out what's that new narrative oh i just got the chills you're amazing i also would Mm -hmm. like the way you can like put that into words i would also say though it's very obvious that like on this podcast alone twice in your episode you've mentioned your privilege and i think that Mm. has a lot to do with the narrative too is just being like yes i'm queer and i have these experience but but i also know when i'm with a group of queer women i do typically pass as straight or i can pass as straight yeah. and so just like being aware of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. i think is interesting and a part of the story too it doesn't like undermine your experience at all but i think it's an important piece that Thanks. a lot of yeah. like this is where like white feminists or white environmentalists get in a lot of trouble mm-hmm. because they don't acknowledge that aspect mm-hmm. of like because white feminism is so dangerous and so damaging yeah because they're they like are totally missing a huge piece yeah. of the puzzle, you know? And so it can just be so. Yeah. Totally. So I think when you lead, if you lead with your privilege, you know, you can still speak t- to your own experiences. Yeah, no, I really appreciate that. And I, um, I think you're, I mean, part of me has so many thoughts that I'm like, how do I fit this and funnel this into a few sentences? But, um, I do think it is a part of my work as a therapist is often helping people come to this place where people are are ambivalent all the time and ambivalence, meaning um, you want two things that are opposite and you and they seemingly contradict. So it's a lot of work around parts and I'm being like one part really wants this thing and this other part really wants this thing and we often are like I'll cut off who I am so I don't have to live with this complexity but it's like then you live with cutting off a part of yourself and so we do that in emotional ways we do that in these like bigger conversation about culture and ethnicity and identity and it's like well we can't live like that I mean often also the bisexual community is like everyone's trying to make them compromise. Are you straight? Or are you gay? And it's like, well, actually there's both parts. There's both parts. And by denying one, I'm denying who I am. And we live in a world that really wants simplicity because simplicity makes it easier to survive, survive, it's literally survival. Yeah. Cody and I have talked about this in great depth and we put it in a lot less like meaningful way than you just did. <laughs> but we talk about it in the sense that it's really easy to put yourself in a box for other people. Mm. We talk about that all the time. We always say boxes. Like when we get into these conversations, we're like, I felt like an idiot or I felt less of myself or I got a lot of anxiety or I fucked up and acted out of who I truly am because I chose to put myself in a box with mm. these people and I can't maintain that box at all times. Yeah. And then if these boxes get mixed up, people who are controlling like me and Cody or people pleasers are like, shit, my boxes are mixing. Yeah. And I don't know how to be this person when all these boxes are mixed up. Mm. If there's like a situation where there's multiple different people and we always talk about like putting the clown makeup on mm. and just being who this person thinks I am yeah. in this scenario to get through it. Hmm. 
and then you leave that situation feeling less than sad depressed empty or whatever and it's like these boxes and it's really self-detrimental and it's actually like really harmful to relationships over time Hmm. because i do think people that are close to you want all of you And the longer you keep yourself in that box around the person, it's damaging. Oh, that's so good. I mean, I think another big desire of ours is to be understood. And therefore, we're like, well, I'll put myself in this box because at least if I'm in the box, someone will understand me. And I can understand that box. Exactly. And yet you do the thing. You go through the motions. You stay in that box. You're like, quote unquote, understood. And you leave that still feeling empty. And you're like, why? And you're like, well, it's because I compromise myself. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That's re- I mean, yeah, that's a really interesting. I mean, I'm. Yeah, we could probably go on. Forever. Um. Okay. Last note before we do the Cody Bravo minute. Oh, yeah. And this is about cutting yourself off. It's it's same Ooh. conversation. Last okay. question in the interview. If you had to give one up forever, and I'm dying of laughter because I see one in my eyes sight, would you give up beanies or chapstick? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I would give up. I mean, I yes, you're looking at my beanie. It's not currently on my head because I was like getting all sweaty um i would give up beanies no over chap i need chapstick only because your your skin is addicted to it you don't need chapstick why not i don't use chapstick what i don't own a tube of chap well that's not true i don't use chapstick i do not use chapstick okay so it's a myth so asa when i first started dating asa he's a dick he was like he was like (laughs) you know he's like you know you have to use chapstick all the time because you use chapstick all the time so your skin stops producing like the moisture stuff because it's like, oh. we got it. We got it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like you're getting the moisture. You're getting the stuff. We're out. We're not going to put any effort in. Oh. So like when you stop using your chapstick for a day, your like lips get chapped because it's like evolution, oh. baby, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It's huh. like, huh. you know what I mean? Yeah. What Supposedly. I so I just quit chapstick cold turkey when i met asa because i am heavily influenced and when i met him i was like how about i just take on your personality that's a good idea i think i'm gonna watch all the shows you like and all the music you like and then i'll just become someone that you can't help but to love because i'm you that it was an interesting technique yeah so i did that um from age 18 to about 22 and i was like you know what though I have to be myself and I got to use <laughs> and now you use chapstick. No, oh, no, you, I just oh, mean oh, more oh, like oh, you are like, I'm like, I can't blended. Yeah. And I'm now like, you're like, I'll be my own self. I'm yeah. I'm way cooler parts. if I'm both me and Asa. Aww, that so. is, yeah. You want to take the best parts. Yeah. And throw away the rest. Absolutely. Throw so, it away. It's a shame. It's shameful. <laughs> Cody and I are about to get into some real housewives. Hell yeah. Conversations. Tell me. So let's do it. Ba-da-ba. Hey everybody, I'm out on the field today. I'm not in the Topa Talk studio, um, unfortunately. <clears throat> but you know, here I am driving. It's terrifying because this weather is so severe. This cold weather, you guys, and there's snow and wind. It is the most severe extreme weather I've ever experienced in my entire life. And I'm terrified every day. But at least I have the Real Housewives to keep me warm. And there sure are a lot of them. I'm even having a hard time keeping up. I totally didn't watch the Potomac finale, okay? Sue me. They did watch the first part of the reunion. I really appreciated it. I hate everything they're wearing. All their gowns are terrible. But, you know, I do like the Andy, who's typically impartial, He's kind of, he's, he's throwing his feelings out there. And I, I appreciate that. I find it interesting. Miami couldn't be, couldn't be better. The last two episodes, if this episode is current, 
Stephanie has a lot going on. She has her pottery market coming up on March 8th at Topa Brewing Company in Ventura. There's a lot to do. So editing a podcast, maybe it will happen before next Thursday or not. But all I can say is Miami continues to bless us. Adriana from Miami is a ghoul. She's terrible. They're all terrible in their own way. They're all wonderful in their own way. And Alexia is surely and slowly, or how does the saying go? How does the saying go? I can't even think about it. I have no one to bounce it off of. I hate this voice memo shit. Stephanie, I'm coming back to the studio next week. This is bogus. Anyways, Alexia is beginning to look like the Grinch without the green. She looks like she has all the prosthetics. People, be careful with fillers. I'm very anti-filler, very pro-Botox. We could get into it later. Hey, Steph, I saw Blair today at um, the kids' basketball game. And get this, Blair agrees that my segment should be longer, too. It just doesn't seem fair. But now, actually, wait, I just looked down the phone. It's only been two minutes and 15 seconds. I've run out of things to talk about. I'm out of here. This is my shortest one yet. All right, Cody. Good as ever. Miss ya. Cody's dying to do an episode with me and I keep putting him off. Is that so rude? (laughs) Oh, sweet Cody. (laughs) I'm going to do it soon, but I also want him to uh, deal with his decisions. Yeah. Joking, not joking. (laughs) He's going to tell me one day, okay, you have to stop talking about that. I'm worried about that. When I first started the podcast, some of my friends were like, okay, okay. (laughs) I had to get better about you were good. You pause and you're like, can I tell this story? Like that's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. So your friends don't hate you, but you know, what are you going to do? I want that. Well, Sam, you're so easy to talk to and Aww. we go in really crazy directions. <laughs> Truly. Uh, but I love it. <laughs> Me too. Um, we'll be back soon. I'm guessing well, for the listeners sake to the next time we're together, I think we should do a three way again. I with think Jordan. a three way is the way. So, <laughs> Hey, hey. <laughs> mm, okay. I have, okay. I, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye. bye. I this is does not need to be a part of the recording, but you said twirling. Asa's band had a show recently. Yes, and it was so fun. And I caught myself like twirling my hair, no, and like dancing. And I was like, that's my boo. (laughs) (laughs) When I caught myself doing it, I I was like, no, my god, did he see you? Because it probably did a lot for him too. He did. We made eye contact, and he was smiling and laughing at me. Yes, he was. And then he came home and was like, "So you looked good in the crowd." <laughs> and then he put it down. <laughs> oh that is God. so real. Oh, that's so cute. That's like I watched Keith play. No, I didn't watch him play. I didn't watch him play basketball. But he, I was out of town, and he sent me clips because he had the kid, the boys videotape him, and so he sent me his highlights. And I was like sending the hot emoji, like, "Oh, what are you doing?" <laughs> had his boys recorded. <laughs> Literally the boys, the boys, <laughs> like his sons. <laughs> and he was like, "Don't make it obvious." Oh so my like, god! They set it up in some corner and were like messing around in the front of it, but then also like kind of trying to show him. It's so, so cute. Good. I know it's cute. Okay, well.